Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spasia, and today is June 3rd, 2018. This is the 48th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com call. On today's episode, a Switch third-party E3 leak in our headline roundup. Our main topic is the chances of Smash Brothers Switch characters making the cut. And then we will get to your calls if you're tuning in live on Discord. E3 2018 is officially less than a week away, and we'll have our episode, you know, at the end of next week. It might be Friday night. We still got to figure out, so make sure to tune into that Discord channel. We'll kind of talk about what works best for everyone. We're going to go through those 50 yes or no questions that are part of our contest, kind of run through those and put it in stone, like what we think the chances are before E3 properly starts. But until then... If you're tuning in live today over at rhymeswithasia.com slash E3 2018, today is the last day to submit your entry to that yes or no contest and get two bonus points. Uh, Monday on through the rest of the week, you can still enter, but you won't get any bonus points. That's the benefit you have of waiting until the last week until E3. So definitely make sure to participate in that, our yes or no contest. Again, rhymeswithasia.com slash E3 2018. It's been a busy week. We had a midweek show kind of talking about all the Pokemon Let's Go news and the Fallout 76 news. So if you're looking for that, that was last week's episode. We're going to dig into the Smash Brothers hype in our main topic. But until then, we're going to kind of wrap up the headlines from the gaming week in our headline roundup. We start with Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the new name for the next Assassin's Creed title. Odyssey, no longer just going to refer to Super Mario Odyssey, it turns out. Uh, So the game will be set in ancient Greece. Uh, This was originally leaked by the French website Je Video Live, and they have a picture of a Spartan helmet keychain. It feels like merchandise has been the trend. I mean, there was Black Flag, there was like kind of a poster officially for that. Uh, for what was the last one? Origins. It was the T-shirt or something like that with Bayek. Uh, now it's now it's a keychain. I saw the joke somewhere like, "What the next one's gonna be a freaking Funko Pop?" That if they're even still around when the next Assassin's Creed is made. Um, yeah. So then after these kind of rumors were circulating, Ubisoft comes out with a little four-second Sparta kick teaser there and says, "We'll see you at E3." Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The rumor is that it could be out this fall, uh, which would be interesting if they are going back to yearly Assassin's Creed games. It's almost like, have you learned nothing? Take the time, build a new game. But even though it's a sequel to Origins, apparently they seem to be adding more, at least according to a Kotaku report where they say, quote, while Origins added Witcher-like RPG elements, Odyssey will take things even further, those people said, bringing dialogue options to the series for the first time. You'll be able to play as either a male or female protagonist, although the builds we've heard about did not feature Origins main characters Bayek or Aya, but new heroes. Uh, I really enjoyed playing Assassin's Creed Origins, so I'm excited for more. I'm just not sure I'm excited for more this year. But then again, we'll have to wait until E3. This may be one of those games that when Ubisoft was talking in their conference call and saying, oh, we have another AAA game coming out in this fiscal year, it could be Assassin's Creed 
Odyssey, so we'll get used to hearing that name. There is a third-party leak out there that seems pretty darn official. I mean, this isn't the whole, I found this piece of paper and it has some things typed up on it. Now, this is seemingly a kind of marketing promotion sort of material with logos on it, possibly for signs that will go on placards above TVs at E3. And different people have been corroborating different parts here and there. Uh, first of all, Fortnite is the big deal on this one. Fortnite uh, on this sort of leak material here. But not only that, Fortnite for Switch has been registered or rated by the Korean ratings board. So there's a bit of smoke there for the possibility of Fortnite actually coming to Switch. And again, it makes sense. It's the biggest game in the world. It's on mobile, for gosh sakes. It's already on iOS. It's coming later this year to Android. It's on all the other platforms. Switch, Unreal Engine. It makes perfect sense. So that you know kind of holds some weight here. Let's note that this came originally from 4chan. And so in the past recently, 4chan leaks don't necessarily mean death. I mean, what, the E3 2017 Sony show, when that all got leaked? Like, 4chan, the hours before, they leaked that pretty accurately. So you still have to kind of do your due diligence uh, along those, but 4chan doesn't automatically mean troll fake these days. And of course, then it ran across Twitter and then uh, Reset Era, so that makes sense. But other games on this placard list, Dragon Ball Fighters. So let's note then for our E3 contest that if these two do bear out, we have that question in the Nintendo section about two of the four third-party games. That could check out if that is indeed true. Uh, other games also include Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. We already know about that one. FIFA 19, they've been talking about that. They're saying it's a, a new graphics engine, so that's known. Killer Queen Black is an interesting game. I guess Killer Queen is an arcade game that has five on five multiplayer. And like, it's a, a, I guess a big deal in the arcade scene. But when uh, the developer of this game is like, they've changed their Twitter picture and Twitter header to just total black, uh, there seems to be some good weight behind this. So there's some good hype about a, a possible third party, maybe even exclusive coming to Switch uh, with an arcade game that's meant for up to 10 player multiplayer. Could be very exciting on that one. Keep an eye out on Killer Queen Black. And then of course, Starlink Battle for Atlas. That's the Ubisoft game, Toys for Life. They may be ditching the Toys for Life. That market's kind of dead. That was the one with the ship and you put it on your controller, right? Remember that one, that Ubisoft show last year, but that may be going away. The games will still be there, but they may ditch the, the toys part. Just keep an eye on there. Uh, Paladins is another one and uh, people were digging in the Paladins source code and the coding and all that, and they were finding references to Switch, so there may be some weight there. Overcooked 2 would be a big one. Overcooked, the kind of kitchen multiplayer action game there. Uh, a sequel would, would be great for that, especially on Switch. And then, of course, Mario Tennis Aces, and we know the demo is now out for that. The online tournament, they're gearing up for launch this month, uh, so of course, that is known. Um, Destructoid made an interesting point on their article about this. They said, quote, we are confident this rumor is accurate. During the E3 scheduling process, we've received embargoed information of other titles on this list. Thus, we're inclined to believe the veracity of this leak. It's a little peculiar to say that, yes, we've received embargoed information on this, 
so we're talking about it as if it is still embargoed. If you kind of know about journalistic things there, that's, that's a very strange statement for them to make. Does it help the credibility of this being true? Yeah, maybe, but don't expect really other outlets to say that kind of thing. Usually when you're held under embargo, under NDA, you're not supposed to say anything. You can say, we've heard other sources say this if you're trying to reference something that's broken, but don't go about doing that. But anyway, keep an eye on some of those third-party Nintendo Switch games. Pokemon Gold. Did you know that they had a demo at Space World 1997, the uh, Nintendo sort of convention there? Yeah, I mean, the game was out in 99, I think, in Japan, and then it came to the States, I believe, 2000. Uh, but in 1997, I guess they had a demo already going for the game. Much had changed uh, in this beta version since the final version, and the leak, uh, it just appeared online saying this is the demo from way back when. People dig in, they find sprites of old monsters, old designs of monsters, monsters that were not used, monster designs that were used in later generations. It's completely fascinating. We'll have things in the show notes. Uh, there's this one site that kind of breaks down every little thing that's different and possible about that. Uh, you can see you know, some of those sprites here. I'll put them up in the video version. But also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Twitter user Barbie underscore E4 uh, made this reference. And I guess their Weedle YouTube channel uh, kind of put out a video about this. But basically, in the days since this has come out, they've taken those sprites and kind of recreated the art in a Ken Sugimori artist style, like the original designer for Pokemon, uh, giving these a professional polish, and it's really cool to see. I mean, but gosh, all the different baby Pokemon, uh, new and different designs for Raikou, Entei, Suicune, I mean, Sneasel looks totally different, and then you're even seeing ones that it's like, oh, I could see how that became later the inspiration for Glammeow and Purloin in Gen 4. I think it's... It's fascinating. If you're a Pokemon fan, not only have you heard about it, but you have to see these, especially this kind of pro-like redesign. So do check that out in either our show notes or here on the video version. And then uh, Borderlands, Game of the Year edition, has apparently been rated for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, probably PC as well, by that same Korean ratings board that uh, put out the Fortnite for Switch rating. Uh, this would make, you know, Borderlands is the last game, the first Borderlands game, is the last one that still has yet to reach current gen. Uh, I mean, the Handsome Jack collection had Borderlands 2, the pre-sequel. Uh, so there were kind of all these other games on current gen already, but that first Game of the Year edition still has to make its way. Is this a way of saying, here, play all the Borderlands games before 3? Does that mean that Borderlands 3 gets shown at E3, but it's later? Is that announcement still yet to come? Just something interesting to think about that you may be able to play the original Borderlands on your PlayStation 4 and Xbox One very soon. But let's get to our main topic and talk about Super Smash Brothers and character predictions and chances therein. I have several, several characters kind of listed here, kind of breaking down and dissecting and the odds and, and whatnot for their chances here. But I've kind of divided them into several categories. I just want to kind of give you a... a Heads up here, we're going to talk about the cut characters, characters that have not been in you know the latest Wii U version, and could they make a comeback that way? But if they were in previous Smash games, we have the stretches, you know, the, these 
very unlikely uh, on the face value, uh, very unlikely characters that could make the cut, but people have been starting to talk about them uh, and, and could this happen? We also have the contenders, uh, newcomers from new franchises that have decent chances to make the roster here for Super Smash Brothers for Switch. We also have the additional representatives, uh, characters where their franchise is already represented in Smash Brothers, but could that franchise get another character? And then we have the personal dreams where I have a couple characters that, yeah, I'd like to see make it, but it just could be entirely implausible, but it's just kind of my dream characters there. So let's start with those cut characters. Uh, least likely, Pichu. Uh, Pichu is, for all the Pokemon that are there, Pichu is just outclassed. He has Pikachu. This was done in a time where melee clones are, were the, the, the trend at the time. Uh, the same thing goes with Young Link, uh, who would be next least likely. Uh, we already have Toon Link. We don't need Young Link. Unless he wants to you know, say that Oh, uh, Young Link has his Majora's mask, and that's how we mix it up and give another Zelda rep that way. I don't see that happening, though. I would say Snake is the next likely character uh, as far as chances go. Um, so yeah, Snake was a big deal in Brawl. Konami, I think, would not necessarily want to revisit that. That's kind of still a fresh wound for for Metal Gear Solid and, and for that, that franchise. So I don't think Snake makes it, but that he would be the next likely uh wolf would be in that next order there uh wolf a lot of people want wolf back i don't see necessarily the need to but if Star Fox gets another representative i think it should be wolf that that would be an if pokemon trainer is a very interesting one to consider certainly was cut in the transition to wii u and 3ds because of the 3ds limitations uh when you're trying to manage three characters at the same time, and then you had the eight character possibilities on, I mean, you could have done that on Wii U, but for 3DS, like, that would have been a bit too much. So they kind of relegated him to Charizard. If Charizard transitions back to Pokemon Trainer, I think that'd be a really cool thing to see. I'd say a moderately low chance of that happening because now you don't have those kind of problems on Switch anymore, uh, but it's, it's still pretty unlikely. And then of course, Ice Climbers feels like the most sure thing of a character to come back to the Switch version. So much of the work was done, but had to scrap it because of those 3DS limitations. Uh, it makes sense to just polish that up, bring Ice Climbers back to Switch. Those are the cut characters. Let's go to the stretches. Let's start, at least likely, with Goku. Goku is one of those kind of laughable cases, right? I mean, we, we talk about, oh, Goku in Smash. Well, if Bandai Namco is involved, and if if Dragon Ball Fighters is going to come to Switch, there is that very outside possibility. Even though he is, he is such a meme at that point, there is the tangential connection that could happen. But I think that would be a huge splash, especially for... The Japanese market, which a lot of these, you know, third-party characters like to come from Japan. Same thing with Sora. Sora now appeared on a couple Nintendo games for Kingdom Hearts. Uh, you know, 3D Dream Drop Distance being, you know, one of the most you know, specific there. Uh, Sora would be a perfect fit in Smash Brothers, but the chances are not too likely. But again, if 
Again, can you imagine if he shows up? That would be a big, big splash and a big landing point there. Banjo-Kazooie or Minecraft Steve. And I put these together because it's the Microsoft connection, right? You know, Phil Spencer likes to talk to talk that he is all about getting a character like Banjo-Kazooie on Super Smash Brothers. Is that just for PR or are they really in talks with this with a Western, you know, third party character? Uh, you could talk about Master Chief as a Microsoft representative, but I think Banjo-Kazooie has the Nintendo connection, rare back in the day. Minecraft would be the big, big splash for, you know, the global market that Minecraft has. And I'm sure that Sakurai has heard and is somewhat interested in Minecraft overall. So those would be a couple interesting ones. And then I think the most likely of the stretches would be Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. Between the two, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Crash for Smash is kind of a trendy, ballsy pick right now. Again, very low chance of it happening, but again, would be a kind of a big deal, especially all you know the times back in the day with the uh, the megaphone and talking shit on Nintendo, right? So, uh, but Crash Bandicoot with the insane trilogy coming, that uh, could be a tie-in. Again, it'd be bold to have the uh, the Western character in, in Smash, right? But again, these this is why we, these are stretches here. Let's talk contenders, though. Uh, these would be characters that it would be their franchise's first representative. They would be newcomers to Smash. But again, let's go least likely to most likely. We'll start with Simon Belmont. I know we had that rumor that we talked about last time where it was like, oh, Ridley. Uh, and then it was Simon Belmont. And oh, gosh, what was the Ice Climbers? Ice Climbers, sure. Duh. But Simon Belmont, and it brings up the interesting uh topic of does konami still want to play and i know metal gear solid's a sore spot but castlevania games you know starting on nintendo simon belmont with the whip we kind of need a whip character that'd be a different sort of battle style that would be interesting but it's all a matter of does konami want to play ball in the console space at all let's be real travis touchdown is another one a sword fighter get that beam sword i mean big in the nintendo wii days uh Suda is kind of going on with the uh, with Travis Touchdown's new game, with the different indie connections there. It could be an interesting play there. Uh, again, it's it's pretty low on the likelihood, but people are talking about Travis Touchdown, and I, he'd be a cool addition. He'd bring a lot of attitude. Rayman is an interesting one here. Uh, Rayman, remember the uh, the whole DLC leak, and then it was brought up you know with Smashified and kind of gave that channel a little some little presence there, but. It got a lot of people thinking like Rayman would be a good pick. I, I've been hearing on some podcasts. They think Rabbids would be a more well-known or better connection, especially after the Mario plus Rabbids. But I think Rayman with the disjointed limbs would be a better fighter uh, on that front. Gino is way back in the brawl days. Gino is for brawl for smash is one of those big talking points. And we're seeing the flexibility with the me accessories from the Wii U days. So Gino is an interesting play, especially as Square Enix and Nintendo play a little more friendly with each other. I mean, with things like Octopath Traveler, uh, that could be a, a really interesting play to get Gino finally in Smash as an actual playable character. I mean, we see it in uh, what the the Smash hacking with the uh, 
the Project M is the base smash legacy, right? Have Gino as a playable character there. <laughs> that would be interesting. Chorus Kids from Rhythm Heaven would be another contender. Um, Chorus Kids apparently had unfinished data left on the Wii U and 3DS game. So the thought is that there is still some work that could be done uh, before that. Uh, Rhythm Heaven would be a great uh, just franchise overall addition. I'd be really excited for that. I, I definitely remember being high on Chorus Kids back in the Smash Wii U days. Uh, so that would be great to see. Certainly possible, though. I think Shovel Knight has a very interesting chance. Not only would it play well with indies, certainly it is a Western developer, but Shovel Knight seems tailor-made with a moveset for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, and I, I think that would be a great sort of extension there. He already had the Amiibo uh, made, and we all thought maybe for a Smash, I think he probably did pretty well in the ballot, I would like to say. So... Shovel Knight would be a really good character as far as the contenders go. But I think the top contender, so to speak, would be an ARMS representative. Um, ARMS, a fighting game on Nintendo Switch to begin with already. Now, who from ARMS? Springman would be, sure, the default choice. Some people say Ribbon Girl. I'm going to throw it out there. Twintel. Twintel is the most interesting character from that roster. Not only fights with her hair, uh, but would have... I think overall the best representation from that game. I just, that, <laughs> you see Nintendo, so quote unquote, get horny, so to speak, over the last year or so. All the butts. You got Zelda's butt. You got Twintel's butt. Put that butt in Smash. Uh, so I think of all the ARMS contenders, Twintel would be probably the best representative there. But overall, when you're talking about extendable limbs, as a possible fighting, uh, you know, sort of mechanic there to bring into Smash, someone from Arms, but my votes for Twintel. Uh, let's talk about the additional representatives, though. And these are characters that have a franchise establishment already. We wouldn't have a new franchise, so to speak. But hey, let's add one more character from this franchise. Again, least likely to most likely. We'll start in Star Fox. People talk about Crystal. They still talk about Crystal, man. Uh, I'll tell you what, if Star Fox gets another representative, it's going to be Wolf coming back. It's not going to be Crystal, unless Crystal has some ridiculous, you know, sort of uh, presence here in Star Fox Grand Prix or whatever it ends up being called, if it's true. Uh, but otherwise, it'll be Wolf. But you know, people talk about Crystal. I don't see it being uh, too likely. Dixie Kong is always thrown around um, for another Donkey Kong representative. I don't see what would be too different between her and Diddy unless you want to make them a pair of character, which is always the possibility. For bringing back Ice Climbers, do a Diddy-Dixie combo. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, but, you know, from the Forbidden Seven back in the Brawl days, uh, you know, people have always talked about Dixie Kong. Yes, it would be really cool to see Cranky Kong or Funky Kong, but when you have those limited sort of spaces for newcomers to come back, I'm not sure if that, you know, necessarily has the the Smash history, uh, so to speak. But they would be definitely cool representatives as well. Rex and Pyra has been making a lot of uh, noise, so to speak, of, well, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 did great. Uh, they would be great characters, another sort of pair. I don't really see it myself. I think you're pretty good with Shulk and his sort of buff mechanics. Um, but 
You know, if, if they want to update that, I, I wouldn't say take Shulk out. But yeah, if you want to add Rex and Pyra, I, I wouldn't be opposed uh, with to that. But again, I don't think it's entirely likely. Now, when you're talking about Donkey Kong, people really are on the King K. Rule bandwagon uh, to the point where some people think that he could have been very high in the sort of smash ballot contention. And I do wonder, and they, they've kind of kept those results secret. And I, I almost think it's like to kind of set up for a future sequel like this for Smash Switch. Um, King K. Rule would be an interesting one. I, you know, good good villains are needed in the Smash roster, right? So he would be a, certainly a good addition there. Um, but I think he would have middling chances at best. Here's a kind of open-ended one. The protagonist from Fire Emblem for Switch. Now, we don't know the title of the next Fire Emblem game for Switch. We do know that Sakurai likes to work with studios ahead of time to get these kind of uh, secret tips there. I mean, Greninja coming out of nowhere in the Wii U days, I mean, that was that was crazy, right? That game was not out yet, right? Um, or at least that was the research had to have been done well ahead of time. So Fire Emblem, Sakurai loves the Fire Emblem franchise as well as we know. I would hope that this Lord isn't necessarily a sword user just for the variety of Fire Emblem characters, but we'll see. I could totally see him kind of talking to intelligent systems like, hey, I love Fire Emblem. I want to use your Lord for the next Smash. We don't know what that is yet or even what the game title is, but I think that has a pretty decent chance of happening. Uh, Let's bring up Ridley. Ridley, I think it's his time. I'm going to say it. I think I'm on the Ridley train. I think this is his time. With Metroid, Samus Returns, with Metroid Prime 4, or if they change the subtitle or something like that, with Metroid coming back, I think the series needs more representation than just Samus and Zero Suit Samus. So let's see Ridley. Let's finally put him in. He is not oversized. Again, if Smash Legacy has anything to say about it, you can definitely scale Ridley down. But the the best chance of an additional representative would be from the Pokemon franchise. And I think you have a couple possibilities. You can either go one way and say, okay, well, a starter from Generation 7. Well, if we have Charizard as a fire type, if we have Greninja as a water type, Decidueye not only appearing in Pokemon Fighters, he's an owl with ghost spirit powers. He's got the bow. Those kind of mechanics are there with Pit, and I hope Dark Pit goes. <laughs> but, but let's be real, the bow mechanics are there. I think Decidueye would be kind of the newer pick. You could say, oh, you know, some future Pokemon that hasn't been revealed yet. I wouldn't necessarily think that'd be the the time to review it in the next few months, like reveal that Pokemon that way. I don't necessarily think so. But also, let's consider Eevee. If you're talking up Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and you're trying to make Eevee another sort of mascot character for Pokemon... Eevee would be a very interesting character on the smaller side. So like if you want kind of like the size of a Pichu sort of there with uh, with Pokemon, but you want a new representative, don't count out the possibility of Eevee. But if you're talking about a newer character, Gen 7, Decidueye would be a pretty good call. Uh, My personal dreams, if we want to just throw them out there, those back from the Brawl days, no, I'm a big fan of Minna and Wolf Link. I think that'd be a really interesting combo. And then uh, for you know, back in the Smash Wii U days, I threw out Professor Layton. 
uh, whether it's sword fighting or kind of these logic sort of puzzle fighting. Uh, let's throw in Phoenix right there. Let's let's say either Leighton or Wright. Uh, they would be a, a very interesting addition to the Smash roster. Again, total dreams, like no chance, but would really mean a lot to me. I'd be super hyped by that. So many characters, I know, and you may have yours as well, but I kind of wanted to break down the chances and let's, let's run through them again. Cut characters from, again, we'll do least to most. Pichu, Young Link, Snake, Wolf, Pokemon Trainer, Ice Climbers. The stretches, we have Goku, Sora, Banjo-Kazooie or Minecraft Steve, and Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. The contenders, Simon Belmont, Travis Touchdown, Rayman, Gino, Chorus Kids, Shovel Knight, or an ARMS representative, and let's, let's put in Twintel. And then the additional representatives, Crystal, Dixie Kong, Rex and Pyra, King K. Rule, the protagonist from Fire Emblem from Switch, Ridley, and Decidueye or Eevee. So overall, that is what I have to say. When we come back, we'll get to the callers. If you're tuning in, let's hear your Smash Brothers character prediction thoughts, but you can also talk about headlines, whatever else you like to talk about, games you're playing. It's all out there. That's when we come back here on the Power Switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Gosh, we're almost a week away from that Smash Brothers tournament. I mean, can you believe that day, Tuesday, June 12th? I mean, North Korea summit aside, <laughs> I think the real news that day, <laughs> if we're being selfish and honest, it's going to be Nintendo Direct. It's going to be that Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, if you're a big fan of that series of games, like I think a lot of us are, uh, that's going to be a very exciting time. So looking forward to hearing what you guys have to talk about. Joining us from Colorado, Zero Ranma. Welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, it's good yeah. to hear from you. Always, always great to talk about Smash. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we're almost a week away. It's about that time to kind of get those Smash predictions down. Boy, is it. So what are your thoughts on the kind of character roster and how it could shape up? Okay, so... The usual things like, yeah, let's put Ridley in, let's put uh, you know, all these various characters in. I have a character in mind that kind of dropped off the face of the earth for a long time. Which is weird because they were technically in Brawl, but then Smash Wii U came up and nothing happened there. Like, they just completely vanished, so I'm wondering if anything was happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a certain assist trophy by the name of Isaac... Oh, yeah. Just vanished. Yeah, it wasn't like, even an assist trophy in, in Wii U. And yeah, what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. So maybe it's his time to return. Maybe we'll finally, after God knows how many years, get a new Golden Sun game. Wow, yeah. Isaac would be a really good call. I mean, I, I still get a sort of Tremors flashbacks from his, his big palm pushing characters across the screen, but... Uh, you know, he'd be a really cool addition for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you covered a good chunk of the main ones. I would see like, you know, maybe any of the four champions from Breath of the Wild as an assist trophy. Mm-hmm. I know I brought it up in the chat earlier, but Cranky Kong, I don't know, just as a character. Yeah, do, doing some of that pogo stick action. 
Uh, it makes me definitely think of Shovel Knight a lot for a, a similar kind of mechanic. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned the champions. Uh, I, I would like to see them as assist trophies, but I think if we're talking Link being Breath of the Wild Link, I would certainly like to see their powers kind of manifested in his special B-moves. Yeah, though again, that would mean having to completely revise Link overall. Right. Or or just make Breath of the Wild Link a completely new character altogether. That's, that's true. I mean, and I, I wonder if like I would almost like to see that. Um, I wouldn't totally mind dropping Classic Link, but I certainly wouldn't want two separate Links, if that makes sense. Yeah, aside from like the Toon Link kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, I know I brought up in the chat Rhythm Heaven, not as a character, but as a stage would be, because I still don't comprehend how Rhythm Heaven would be a character. Yeah, it, it would like be the, a strange one. Like, yeah, of course, kids can't make it. I, oh, I'd love to see a Rhythm Heaven stage. That's a really good idea. Another possible stage would be Snipper Clips. Totally true. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, you know, they kind of cut in different shapes and build different platforms that way. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's got potential. Yeah, I don't know. Like, character predictions are one of those things where it's like, well, everyone always predicts the same character. So I just kind of want to predict around that. Like, what kind of stages would would there be and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we can always be excited for the music too. I mean, that's always a good time. I just, I've been listening yeah, to smash. We use uh, soundtrack lately and there are a lot of, a lot of good choices, but I don't think anything tops brawl and how inventive that soundtrack was. Oh no kidding. Oh yeah. And you know what? I just remembered the other character I wanted to predict mm-hmm. Uh paper Mario. Yeah. And I think that would be interesting to see him, you know, play with the 2d mechanics and stuff yeah and uh you know the hammer and the the jumps and timing those it would be really interesting i know people when they talk about like another representative for mario and i didn't bring this up in in the big old list because there were just really too many characters but when they say uh, another representative from mario they talk waluigi or captain toad and i'm like you know we we don't need that i think that would get excessive but I think paper, maybe once paper. Waluigi gets his own actual game. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, maybe right, and not as a, a tennis or, or golf sort of. No, he was he was tennis, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, Paper Mario would be awesome. I, yeah, you have so many possibilities, and then you can bring in like a partner sort of system and trade those out. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of possibilities, and you know, any characters that don't make it in, you know, just make them assist trophies, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With Pokemon Trainer, you can update them to the new look. You know, have male and female trainer. Maybe give them the Eevee and various Eeveelutions. Maybe, yeah, certainly. Have I, Charizard be his own thing. Yeah, I, I think I think it would be a mistake to kind of leave Pokemon Trainer on the sideline. When you have the, the enhanced power there, you should be able to kind of swap the characters again. So that should be something that I think Sakurai should include. Yeah. And then apparently, I guess it's been a tradition now to include some weird old school kind of thing every generation of Smash. Like we had Game and Watch and Melee, we had Rob and mm. Brawl. I mean, Pac Man you know, with a third party is kind of a. I was going to say uh, Duck Hunt. Dog. Oh, yeah, Duck Hunt would be certainly another one. I'm just yeah. trying to think who would fit for this one. God, some people like, always throw out Sukapon. Like Sukapon oh, would be oh. a, a weird, weird pull, but. Just those that pink shapes, fight. yeah, yeah, balloon fighter. That would, oh man, that'd be like a, that'd be like an Iwata shout out, right? Oh man, that'd be 
that tug at the heartstrings a bit, right? But otherwise, yeah. I mean, that's about all I have, really. Yeah, it's it's a good collection there. It's you know some good characters to think about. Uh, we'll certainly be excited uh, to see what happens and and talk about all sorts of things. Well, people can find you on Twitter at zero Ranma. Uh, anything yep. else you'd like to plug? Nope. No. Nope. All right. Well, that sounds good. Thanks so much for calling in, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. I'll be around for E3 as always. Excellent. Joining us from North Carolina, Demetrius. Welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I feel welcome as always. Thanks yes, yes. I assume you'd like to talk about uh, Smash Brothers today. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I guess that's something we all got some history with, ain't it? That's that's <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how Smash can kind of like whenever you get an announcement of that, like all of gaming, like has like a shudder through. Like, oh no. Oh my God, Smash is coming! Yeah, it's not only that, but like it kind of brings your friends back together, right? I mean, whether it's you know online friends or friends that you used to play with, you know, back home, like it's it's kind of this this focus point. Like a new Smash is coming. It's I don't know. It, it's definitely heartwarming, and it's a good time. Though I do wonder when they start to roll this out, and you know the predictions, and some people are saying that it'll kind of coincide and launch with uh, Smash and Switch Online. Uh, for September, mm-hmm. if we're talking about this game in June, and if it comes out in September, what you're talking about three months? How many new characters are you showing now? Like, are, are you going to show too much too early, or are you going to space out those announcements that you know kind of will come out of nowhere? I just you know remember, you know, Cloud in Smash, and like that's that was mind blowing. Or is this going to be a game? Excuse me, with a, a long tail DLC plan? Uh, it's I wonder if like if this you know announced to release window is going to be too short because uh, you know talking about you know Smash Wii U in 2014 and all that we we knew about that game that game had been hyped for quite a long time but we're still out in the dark here on this one. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird. I guess if I was Sakurai and I had this game in March and then like said nothing about it until E3, then basically every week from E3 on. I would announce a new character or something like that. Assuming mm-hmm. there's just enough new characters to actually do that. Mm-hmm. And if not, then it's like, you know, maybe stage character, stage character, something like that. Because when you think about it, it's only, what, three months until, like, the rumor release date in September, which is a maximum of 12 weeks. Maybe, I don't see it coming out any later, say, October, because Pokemon's in November. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Between 12 and 16 weeks, if you don't have enough of a combination of new stages and characters to fill 16 weeks with something once a week, then I'm not entirely sure like how new this game is. But I sincerely doubt that that's ever going to be an issue. Like I feel like they will have enough content to do that. So we might just we might just get ourselves like a bit of a a blitz of um, the classic daily update kind of, kind of thing that mm-hmm. both Smash 4 and, and Brawl had. Uh, where you know with those games we had to wait years for smash to come out even even from the first time we like actually saw it in action we still had to wait years from that point most of the time it's been boring like hey pick of the day or uh, there's a menu (laughs) right right and there's certainly going to be enough content in that game where they could do something like that i'm not asking for a dojo where they do a blog post you know every day but now that Miiverse is gone, uh, whether it's you know create a special Smash Brothers Twitter account 
or have Sakurai post it under his own Twitter account. Like mm-hmm. Twitter could be a way to roll out screenshots or just you know, little things daily. Keep Smash in the conversation because the turnaround time could be so short. Uh, it's, it's really interesting mm-hmm. to think about what their info rollout will be. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, you know, I, I, I love talking characters. Of course, who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought uh, there were some interesting highlights on the list you had. Um, I'd seen some rumors that had like a lot of characters on the list, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to do and, my homework. I mean, try to get what people <laughs> are talking about, what those outside possibilities are. I mean, you know, rumors are one thing, but you kind of kind of glean through what people want for smash ballot or what some of the game possibilities are now i i'd like to think if you know if there are five newcomers if there are three whatever i'd like to think if three from that list are are selected you know cut characters aside it's easy to bring back an old smash brothers character right but if three of Mm -hmm. those either newcomers or additional reps or whatever if three of them are on there like i think i'll I'll consider that a win i agree for me personally i gotta say because my soul has been so damaged these past two Smash games from holding out for Ridley, I just, I like to just do like the crap posting. <laughs> yeah. Ridley is too yeah. big. Yeah, it's, it's easy to troll and shit posts like that yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I, I remember the other, gosh, the Ridley for Brawl days and Smash boards and the threads there. Like it, it yeah, it brings back a certain kind of a uh, memory for me for sure. But, not gonna deny like mm-hmm. i would lose my shit if he were announced absolutely i that is really for me to be quite honest like really is my last character that i've ever looked at and said i really want that character like for me back in the day it might have been like a a, a mega man oh yeah or, God, mega uh, man was the fucking coolest yeah. I think an icon, a low-key, underrated, iconic moment of a, a system's life would be like E3 in general, mm-hmm. was when the Mega Man 2 boss theme hit, like after like you know Mega Man getting his butt kicked in the trailer, mm-hmm. um, and, the, and like he starts using the robot mask. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that that like I that still gives me like chills, and I've already played as Mega Man for years, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Note to myself at the at the back end of the show here. I'm gonna post like back then with show me your news. I'm I'm gonna post like because I remember like predicting that one. Like I, I think Mega Man's gonna be in Smash, and then the reaction. I'll I'll post those in the back half of the show for for listeners there because those were that was that's a great moment for sure. Yeah, I I like just just to kind of relive because I'm sure like you could almost hear the entire world erupting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I happened to be at the Nintendo World Store at the time. So. Oh, that must have been the coolest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember I was there for, for Lucas. And, like, you know, it's, he's a DLC character, and he was a character that people missed from Brawl. And, like, that was a pretty hype reaction. But, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine Mega Man. Yeah, it was it was absolutely bananas um, in that building. And at the time, it made you feel like the Wii you just met. Chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just might turn this around. <laughs> just might turn it around. No, it wasn't enough, but I still like appreciate that. That was that was awesome. When you're hearing about these these YouTubers and the Emily Rogers of the world, when they're saying like that these newcomers are like going to be ground shaking, like yeah. I, I kind of get hyped for like who could be that kind of character, like who would be that kind of big be, reaction yeah. if it's something. You know, we I gave him such a low chance, but if Goku shows up in Smash, 
that would be internet breaking. Like it's that it's would, the meme come true. It'd be crazy. Honest, I'll be honest. I don't ever see it happen. But I'm not saying I'm not welcome to it happen. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like if it happens, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. And like people looked at Cloud as like the anything is possible pick. But from Goku onward, literally we have opened the door to like anybody can be in Smash. But Goku himself is is would just be wild and probably overpowered. Yeah, but, man. When, when Cloud happened, okay. like anything is possible. Uh, Goku would be the next step to venture in anime and video games and all that. Like that'd be oh, that'd be nuts. I think that Metro is due for new representation though, because. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, even though you know, Zero Suit Samus and Samus herself are very different characters, playstyle-wise, they're still the same woman. It's the same individual, Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Metroid is due for some more representation. And if Sakurai just can't wrap his head around shrinking characters like he's already done, or growing characters like he's already... Resizing characters is not new to him, but... If that's just too much for him to figure out, then I, I could easily see Silux because um, even though that might sound like well, Silux isn't as well known, Metroid Prime Four, I'm like ninety five percent certain Silux is going to be a major antagonist. Yeah, you had the cliffhanger um, at the end of three, so possible. And the cliffhanger at the other game must not speak of. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it was a hunters <laughs> or. Federation. Oh, oh, yes, yes, the Federation force. Uh huh. Black ball. (laughs) Yeah. Um. At the at the end of that game, we don't actually see their face, but it's heavily implied that Psylocke steals a Metroid from the Federation. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I can see that happening then. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we're building up Silux as, like, a major antagonist. I would be very shocked if Metroid Prime 4 comes out and Silux is not a major part of it. So, with that in mind, I can definitely see them putting, you know, Silux and Smash to, like, promote that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not like this would be a Like, if you happen to know uh, Kensuke Tanabe, which I do believe, like, his co-workers at Nintendo know him. Yep. Like... He, I'm sure he wouldn't like. He'd be like, "Yeah, this is like a character that we're promoting." Sakurai has done that with other franchises before, but uh, especially Fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah, Fire and, and, and Corrin and all that. Yeah, it, you can't leave yeah. the possibility out there. He has the connections in there to work on an advance. So you can't say it like, "Oh, it happened too recently." Well, yeah, it's kind of broken there. Any other characters that you could see possibly remotely happening? You actually kind of hit on all of my like possible favorites. Um, one more shout out to Twintel. There you go, <laughs> Twintel. Yes, because um, you know what? I'll be honest. I feel like they're going to do Springman. They're pushing Springman as like the anime protagonist. Yeah, of- yeah. You and I both <laughs> know it'd be the safe choice, though. Yeah, like we both like as much as we want to see Twintel, because who doesn't want to see? Twintel? That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and quite frankly, even from outside of, like, aesthetic perspective, Twintel actually interesting, like, general design for a character. As you said, she fights with her hair, mm-hmm. and she slows down time, uh-huh, which yeah. would be a, a Bayonetta-esque thing. Not quite the same, though, but, like, kind of sort of like she has a other, like, time manipulation mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, that, so they've got the mechanics sort of built into the engine, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, whatever you 
with spring that essentially you know twintel can replicate that while adding some other wrinkles to like to her playstyle, like Springman is just kind of a straightforward boxer, except he can like punch you from ten yards away. Mm-hmm. But he's a boxer. Twintel, hell, Twintel fights with a hair, but she still has regular human limbs. Like you could diversify it that way. Maybe she has a couple of moves where she uses her actual limbs, you know, like her actual arms or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's much more like possibilities for that character, but Springman is a protagonist, so they're going to do Springman. Yeah, I mean, th- there's so many, so many possible characters. Like, it's an exciting time, certainly for Super Smash Brothers, and I know we're gonna be itching. We'll, we'll talk certainly with Big Pros predictions and the Kiefer predictions, and with our E3 show as we usually do. I mean, yeah, you, you and I go way back there for Show Me Your News for sure. But uh, oh, yeah. it'll be an exciting time for that. But I feel like we had to just get all of our Smash thoughts down. Here while we still could but uh demetrius thanks so much for calling in people can find you on twitter at d underscore damone that's d-a-m-o-n i really appreciate the time and your insights and we'll we'll talk soon all right yeah i appreciate being here thanks for- all right guys thanks for calling in when we come back talk about the games that i've been playing as well as games that are coming out and we'll have some of those smash tidbits thrown in right when we come back here on the power switch Welcome back to the Power Switch. This week's Tempo Control music is brought to you by Shovel Knight. You can find a new video game music top 10 list from a specific game soundtrack every Tuesday over at youtube.com slash rhymes with Asia. Before we get into our last couple segments, I wanted to kind of still talk a little bit here about Smash Brothers. Uh, first, I wanted to you know, shout out Agadez here, who in our Discord chat uh, posted a, a Smash Bingo card that he found, and I'll throw it up here on the video version. Uh, but to kind of list the squares off here, let's just get them down. I mean, some that we were talking about and some other ones here. Let's say King K. Rule, Chorus Kids, Banjo-Kazooie, Someone No One Expected, <laughs> which is an interesting space, certainly, uh, Ashley, Doom Guy, Simon Belmont, Ice Climbers, Dr. Eggman, Snake, Tingle, Travis Touchdown, Free Space, Waluigi, Wolf, Springman, Crash Bandicoot, Solaire of Astora, Ridley, Sora, Dixie Kong, Bomberman, Takamaru, Captain Toad, and Eevee. Uh, interesting to see here, I think, if any of those are at least possible to kind of complete the bingo. I'd look at the you know top left to bottom right. Uh, King K. Rule, Simon Belmont, Free Space, Ridley, Eevee. I think those combinations would have the best chance overall of all getting in. Uh, you certainly have another Banjo-Kazooie, Ice Climbers, Solaire, and Takamaru. Uh, I, I don't know about that one. Um, it's it's still interesting to see little things like that. I mean, E3 bingos are all sorts of fun. But I want to stick with Smash here for a little bit, and I, I referenced it during the callers here. Uh, E3 2013, I guess, was when uh, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS were officially revealed. Uh, you had the, the Villager trailer, and then it segmented into the Mega Man trailer. I wanted to play a couple moments here for you uh, from the podcast I did at the time, Show Me Your News. Uh, not only from what I predicted on our pre-E3 show, but when we actually saw the Mega Man trailer and the reactions there. So we'll take a look and listen. 
I'm going to say Mega Man, though. I think the Capcom surprise is Mega Man is in Smash. Not necessarily a new game, because they could show it at a Microsoft or or Sony E3 conference, but Mega Man in Smash sounds like... Mega Man, Mega Man! It could happen. It could happen. Here we go. Oh, let's go. Let's go. All right, contain yourselves for a second. I'm five seconds behind you guys. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Oh, man. Win. Win, win, win. Oh. Oh, my God. Just ecstasy just washed over me. Man, that's some some really good times, really good memories. If I had to put it down, and you know, you could say that the people are saying, "Oh, five newcomers," or it could be three. I'll just say if there are three, I'll just put it down. I'll think it'll be Ridley. Let's say uh, Shovel Knight, and let's say Banjo Kazooie as a, a crazy wild pick. Maybe there'll be a Microsoft connection there. Who knows? But yeah, I, th- I think this is the Ridley year. I think this is the time Ridley for Brawl kind of finally comes full force and, and pays off. Anyway, let's talk about the games that I've been playing. Uh, I actually did get to play some Switch games in particular uh, this week. And, you know, I've, you know, I've uh, got Loki the puppy around the house. So I have not really been able to go downstairs with the nice PS4, the 4K HDR TV setup. I've been wanting to continue more progress in Detroit Become Human, but I have not been able to. So instead, I picked up Golf Story on Nintendo Switch, and I had a great time. Uh, I'm not someone who usually went and played you know, Mario Golf and Toadstool Tour and uh, different golf simulations there, but I had heard great things about Golf Story and kind of adding sort of the story and RPG elements into golf, and the mechanics are strong. Um, you know, where you can hit on the ball, control the power, the, the spin, your club selection, different course hazards here and there. Uh, the writing was really clever and funny. It was definitely a, a British developer, so certain little things here and there, I, I appreciated that. Uh, I put about 17 hours into it, got up to level 33. I did, I think the final total was 53 Eagle Coins, and I even uh, got a couple Albatrosses there for three under par. Those are some... It made me wish that like Switch could record you know, any game, the 30 seconds or whatever, because I wanted to save that clip, and it's like, oh, sorry, Golf Story does not support the Switch video saving. And it's like, it was such a good shot, such a cool moment. Uh, but no, I mean, Golf Story is fantastic. For $15, if you have any possible inclination in playing a golf video game, and I know when I get old, I'm going to be the one falling asleep on the recliner when golf's on the TV. Like, that's going to be me when I get old. Uh, so I had a, a passing interest. I really wanted to try it out, and I had a, a great, great time with it. So I definitely checked that out. From last year, certainly, so it's not counting to, like, game of the year sort of things. I think next game I want to play on Switch is finally getting around to Celeste. And I definitely want to get my thoughts in on that while, you know, the the year is still early and we're building towards game of the year and things like that. I'm a little concerned uh, because of the difficulty of the platforming. I don't think I'm going to be doing you know, the, the B-sides, the C-sides, the gold strawberries, anything like that. Um, but even then, like I kind of struggle a little bit with 2D platformers. I'm somewhat competent, but uh, I don't think I can do like the pinpoint accuracy of the difficult challenges. But I've heard really good things about 
the overall story and the progression and just the storytelling and the overall mechanics. So I'm, I'm definitely going to try that next on Switch. So maybe uh, one of the next episodes I'll have put some time into it. This weekend is also the Mario Tennis Aces demo. So I'd put some tries into that. I didn't go online. I don't need to see how good I am compared to others or put my score up for some sort of prize or win tournaments. I don't need to do that, but I'm really impressed. I think this is much, much better than Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Uh, and while I only got to try those you know, few starting characters, Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Bowser, didn't accrue enough points really to say, what, unlock Waluigi at 100 points or something like that. Um, I had a, a great time. I think the, uh, the mechanics of those you know, those power shots are really good. This is coming from someone who I played a ton of uh, Mario Power Tennis. So, yeah, yeah, the computers are easy. I would have liked a little more difficulty, kind of control that variable a little bit because when you serve and volley them, when you serve and then you kind of rush to that sort of the front part of the court to kind of cut off their shots. I mean, it makes it very, very easy. Like, you don't lose a point really against those computer players, but... I was having a really, really good time. I don't know if it's one I'll buy yet. I mean, I, I want to play Detroit Become Human. I want to eventually, uh, you know, rent and try Far Cry Five. There are games I want to play, and so I don't know if Mario Tennis lines up right now. Uh, but I'm really glad that it seems to be received a whole lot better than Mario Tennis Ultra Smash was. So that is certainly reassuring to see. Games that are out this coming week, uh, you know, not too much here at the start of June, especially when E3 is uh, is going on, really. But Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is on Tuesday, June fifth. That's for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Of course, this is the Blaze Blue game that has characters from Blaze Blue, uh, from the Persona Four Arena games, from Ruby, which is that's that's the big one. I mean, gosh, Ruby characters crossing over into a fighting game with. Blaze Bloom Persona, and then you have I think what Under Under the Night. Like there are different other franchises. It's a, it's a big crossover from different fighting franchises. Of course, it's caught up in news where Atlas is putting streaming restrictions on there. They say yeah, show off your combos, all that stuff, but uh, don't stream past chapter two, or we'll have to put on content ID restrictions and things like that. And it's like it's the Atlas Japanese sort of. Uh, rules kind of not translating well to the stream culture and we saw it with persona 5 but seems to be rearing its head again but bb tag is finally coming out on june 5th shaq fu a legend reborn on tuesday june 5th on ps4 and pc it is weird to see shaquille o'neal doing interviews with different game outlets to promote that after all of the the Kickstarter and all those things, and it's been pushed back and pushed back, seems to be finally coming out now. Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. Vampire. Vampire? I'm, I'm not sure how that's actually pronounced. Vampire, let's say, is the uh, Don't Nod game. Next game from Don't Nod, who did Remember Me. They did the original Life is Strange. This is the sort of third-person action-adventure sort of game. Uh, where you're kind of living as a vampire. Is it Victorian England? Something like that. Check out the trailer if you're interested. That's Tuesday, June 5th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That's a that's a good studio, and it makes me actually wonder what's going to happen with Life is Strange 2. They said a team's working on it. Maybe that's something we see at E3. That'd be really cool. Rec Room. Rec Royale. 
comes to Vive, Rift, and PlayStation VR on Thursday, June 7th. Rec Room is one of the better received VR games out there. Uh, you do things like, you know, darts and billiards and active uh, ski ball, things like that, but it's multiplayer. So it's generally well received there, but I guess they're doing some sort of battle royale sort of thing there in VR. Hey, you know, bring more games to VR. Absolutely all aboard that Thursday, June 7th. And then Sushi Striker, Way of the Sushido on Friday, June 8th on Nintendo Switch and 3DS. Uh, this is the game we saw in one of the Nintendo Directs where you're lining up sushi and you're kind of battling an opponent like that. And there's a story mode with cute anime characters. Hey, if that's your thing, have at it. Uh, I, I hope it does well. Uh, good to see new ideas kind of flourish like that, but maybe not for me. But hey, you know, have at it for sure. That'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com, and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I am at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at PowerSwitchPod at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to The Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. Most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com slash call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you'd like a YouTube video to watch, I've been doing some research on different podcasts for work, actually, of all things, um, and Hot Ones. Uh, came across my YouTube ticker, so I watched it. A really cool idea for a show. This is on the First We Feast YouTube channel, and uh, they're sponsored by Complex Magazine. So Hot Ones, the idea is they, they talk to celebrities, but they kind of have this escalation of eating hot wings with increasing levels of hot sauces. And because of that spice, the inhibition, so to speak, of celebrities are lowered, and they kind of answer really cleverly asked and well-researched interview questions uh, by Sean Evans. Uh, they answer these questions really honestly, and it kind of really kind of breaks down that, you know, tough front celebrity sort of barrier. And uh, they're really personable. There's there's great interaction there. And it's like a, a 20, 25-minute sort of episode. They've had some really good guests. Uh, I'll recommend the one with Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan definitely has some some street cred in the nerd world, uh, certainly with, you know, with Black Panther, but you hear him talk on other videos and he knows his comics and uh, he's many other uh, roles there. So Michael B. Jordan, really cool dude. Uh, definitely check out that episode of Hot Ones with him. So yes, E3 coming up. So excited. I'd like to say we're going to do it this on, on Friday, uh, June 8th, maybe in the evening, 6 p.m. Eastern time. But don't hold me to that. That may change. I want to definitely pitch that to our Discord community, figure out a time that works best for everyone. Because Sunday, not Sunday, uh, Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, the 9th, uh, that's EA already. Uh, it's it's crazy. I, I don't, I, I can't really believe that it, it's less than a week away and I've got to figure out plans with, with Scott and he's come over and uh, spend a whole lot of time. We'll definitely be doing shows after each of the big press conferences, uh, you know, not Devolver, not PC, sorry. Uh, but, I mean, gosh, on, on Saturday, it's EA. Sunday, it's Microsoft and Bethesda. Monday, we get Square Enix. We get Ubisoft. We get Sony. And then Nintendo on Tuesday. It's going to be a good time. I hope you join us. But first of all, we'll have to get that show with the 50 E3 Yes or No questions 
Again, rhymesthasia.com slash E3 2018. Get your submission in. Uh, today on Sunday here when we're recording is the last day for the two-point bonus, but you have the rest of the week until that show to uh, submit and get your thoughts in for the chance if you score the best at the end, uh, you get to be on that post E3 show, and that'll be a good time as well. So stay tuned to our Discord channel as everything develops, especially that pre-E3 show time. And regardless whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I'm Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on.